Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, awesomes. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets, joined on a Monday, as I often am, by my always husband, sometimes co-host, Kyle. And least favorite co-recording person. That's not true. It's true if you'll admit that it's true. No, that is a thing that you've put onto yourself. No. You probably need to talk it out with a therapist. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Everyone knows my Latin name is Maximus Interruptus. (laughs) And well, you don't yes. like it. <laughs> Both of those are true, but it doesn't mean you're my least favorite. I don't have a least favorite. I love all uh, the co-records. See, now this is evidence to anybody with a modicum of perception that you're a liar. Okay, no. Everybody has a least favorite. No! Thing. Oh, yes. That does not have to be true. Um, it doesn't have to be, and yet it still is. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. I deny the validity of that. That's fine. You denying it doesn't make it any less true. Hey, we've made it to mid-October, important for you and I specifically, because we did manage to get our taxes paid on time. Hey, just barely. Just barely. With multiple, uh, what do they call it? You uh, Extensions. Yes. That's what they call it. Yeah. We should know. We're the captains of Extension Bill. I, our, our I'm CPA. the mayor. You're the mayor. <laughs> our I'm... CPA sometimes forget to, forgets to zip his pants. I just want to float that out there. <laughs> Not what I was going to say, although that is true. It is true. Um, our CPA does not even ask us anymore. Right. We call in April. They're like, we know, we know. Yeah, Extension. Okay. Leave us the hell alone. And then they email us, usually somewhere <laughs> around October 5th, with the, holy crap, man, are you going to send your stuff in? I'm like, yeah, okay. But we did. We, we satisfied our duties to both the state of Oklahoma and the and US, Joe Biden's federal government, the U.S. Treasury. It doesn't matter who's president; that Treasury yeah. going to get their cash. Um, so we did do that. It is mid-October. How are yeah. you feeling about things? You know what? It was a it was a delightful year in that we owed less than yes. we did last year, even How? though we made more money than we did How? last year. I'm all I can say is thank you, COVID. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how that worked. Yeah. Anyway, this is, these are the joys of being self-employed. Uh, you yes. never know one day to the next who it is that's got their hand in your pocket. It's it may true. be, it may be Uncle Joe slash Sam. It may be somebody <laughs> else entirely. You don't know. It's usually Uncle Sam. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, okay, so. On Mondays, if you're new to Sort of Awesome... Meg loves a Monday. I love a Monday. It's the best day of the week. That felt very TikTok-y, like the dude that's like everything. It's the best. Oh, I don't know if I've... Have I seen him? You've seen him. Okay. Obviously, he didn't impact you like he did me. Right, 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 right. Um, We do like to talk about things that are awesome like to give a little shout out to things that you should watch, read, listen to, and that will add to your lifestyle. Yeah. So watching wise, first of all, I want to note that you did finally, finally wrap up Blacklist. Season six. Season six. Yeah. yeah. I want to note, I want you to give your, your overall ending note. I will say that the final scene made me cry, and I don't even watch that show. Yeah, you didn't see any of the episodes. None you just of it. tuned in for the crying part. Yep. In the very last scene, I was full on crying, and I even turned to you. I was like, why am I crying? I don't watch this show. It's true. It was very moving. No spoilers. But you go ahead. Well, what, am I spoiler restricted or spoiler free? Oh, you're spoiler restricted for okay. sure, because it's... It just now dropped on Netflix, like in the past two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like we've we've already mentioned previous previously on mm-hmm. sort of awesome. Yes. That we mentioned that there's a bit of a role reversal mm-hmm. in this season where mm-hmm. the hero has taken the villain's path, and the villain, though not taking the hero's path, is less villainous than before. Yes. There's a lot of things revealed in this season that if you've watched it at all, or if you intend to, 
it all builds towards this season. Right. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird emotional tug of war as you watch it. Mm-hmm. I feel like anybody who is a fan of shows that involve crime and law enforcement. Oh, for sure. That you expect law enforcement, which is the good guys, right? Uh, you expect the good guys to follow a system of rules. Mm-hmm. The bad guys follow their own system of rules, which is the antithesis of everything that the good guys do. And when you when you begin to muddy those waters a bit, yeah. and the good guys begin to break the law, or the bad guys begin to loosely follow some kind of law, that right. it turns everything upside down. And that kind of happens. Yes. And without being able to spoil things... Um, for me, I guess I'll, I can say this safely. For me, the first, let's say, three-ish episodes of the season, it was taking a little bit to adjust to this new transition of good guy, bad guy. Got it. There were three or four episodes, maybe in the middle, maybe more than that, that were just downright frustrating. But then at the end, it started to come together, not in a way that you wouldn't cry at. Yeah. Um, but it started to come together. And I... I honestly felt like, as I watched it, that it was like, that was, those final episodes were where the writers were finally like, oh, hey, I know where we're going now. Okay. And they kind of brought it all back together. Definitely paved the way for additional seasons, though. You never know. One of the leads may or may not be around any longer. Right. So, there. This show, Blacklist, does air on network television. Um, I feel like it's NBC, but I could be wrong. See, I thought it was CW, but I'm probably wrong because I, I know nothing about television. The thing that I, the point, that, yeah, neither of us do, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as many things that we've gotten wrong talking yeah. about different networks. Yeah. But the reason I pointed that out is because since it is a, a network show, you get a full 22 episode right. season, which, which is, is unusual Both these exhausting days. and satisfying yeah. at the same time. I'm just trying to give it a quick goog, if you could just like do a little uh, soft shoe. Okay, well, I'll put on a quick commercial for a TENS unit. Okay. T-E-N-S. Yep. This is letters that stand for something, and I don't know what. Um, It is a, it's a device. You can pick it up at your local drugstore. It's a muscle stimulation thing, so you put little pads on on your self-conductive pads, and just by the power of batteries, it helps satisfy aggravated muscles which i have right now and so i'm actually as we speak as invasive as it may sound i'm wearing a tens unit um yeah the power of batteries as opposed to the power of gray skull well listen i don't think anybody could handle that power coursing through their lower back musculature well only he man obviously and even still i think he'd use profanity it changed his whole like it, it was changed, a transformation it changed his gender identity let's no be honest. it did it it transformed what's his non non he-man persona adam something okay or am i thinking of batman and adam west i don't know <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. We're uh, so bad at this. Not too invested in it. We're bad at this. But anyway, I do want to point out that I was correct that Blacklist does come on NBC. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Okay. Well, I hope you feel fully oh, uh, exonerated, do. venerated. I feel venerated. celebrated. <laughs> all of the aided's. I feel so <laughs> so venerated in this Good. moment. Good. Good. <laughs> um. Okay. So Blacklist has been wrapped up. You were delighted. You don't you don't use the word delighted, so you won't say that. I but do use I it. know you were delighted to see that the eleventh and final season of Shameless just dropped on Netflix. Yes, I'm already probably half to two thirds of the way through it, just in a few not so quick evenings. Here is the thing about Shameless. On one of the sort of spicy episodes, which is for our uh, Patreon supporters, the superstars, we we take our um, talk that's maybe um, a little more... Shameless? No. <laughs> well, okay. It's a little more personal. It's a little more intimate. We take it over to the, the sort of spicy series on Patreon. Well, we also have Awesomes of the Week in our sort of spicy series. Yes. And one of my Awesomes of the Week last year probably or earlier this year was the show shameless it's very gritty and not your typical awesome yeah. week material but it is probably a, a show that you would say maybe is i don't want to say one of your favorites but no. you you enjoy and appreciate 
the storytelling, the raw authenticity of some of the, of the situations. Yes. yes, yeah. So you're you're nearly through. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, half to two thirds of the way through. Yeah. Okay. And I, I will say this is not a show you'd probably want to talk about in Protestant Sunday school. <laughs> no. A Catholic church doesn't have Sunday school, no. so, so I you're don't, free to talk I, about whatever you want. I can take that hour to just say what I want. Yeah. I guess because nobody's there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can just show up to an empty classroom. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Just walk around the parking lot yelling at people's cars and waving my arms around. Um, I do that a lot. It's quite uh, it's quite venerating. Yes. Yeah, yes. to revisit that word. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. It's, seriously, it's rough. There's times, even still, and I'm, in hillbilly terms, I am a grown-ass man, and I still, there are moments of that show where I feel deeply uncomfortable. Yeah, um, I can't, I like, if I watch it, I have to have like my hands over my mm-hmm, eyes. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm a little too sensitive for this show, and yet, I have like tracked along with the major storylines. Yeah, yeah. And plot arcs, and you do a lot of recapping for me so that I can keep up. Yeah. You you do like a filtering system for me because yeah, I yeah. am sensitive, but you tell it in a way that I can. I handle give you it. the PG fourteen version, <laughs> just a little beyond. Yes, exactly. Okay, so um, what are your thoughts? What do I love about it? What do you love about it? Here's what I love about it. Um, this season is was absolutely recorded and and filmed and all that during covid and so there's a ton of commentary within it yeah about it i like one in a manner of of uh jest if you will because if you can't if you can't find a little humor in covid you're well, you're in a bad place mentally and so you need you you need some humor either laugh or cry it's rare that they refer to it by the same name twice it's the vid yeah. It's Cove. Yeah. It's They're just having fun. The virus they're just yeah, every different thing you could think to call it they do. Yeah. And you have to be on your toes to catch all of them. Yeah. And that's that's a little bit entertaining. But I think what really what really touched me as I watched through this was recognizing our you and I, our experience of COVID is limited to our life. Of and course. what we know and what we might have seen, but we can't appreciate. And so to see this is a impoverished existence on the south side of Chicago, and it's showing a very different experience of COVID than, than what we saw. Yeah. And I appreciate things that, that open my eyes to realities of the world that I don't experience. Exactly. So yeah. even though it's, it's completely fictional and all of that, I appreciated just having the opportunity to view things a little bit differently. That's a very good way to say it. It made me a, hmm, I was going to say it made me a less abrasive person, but I don't think anybody would agree with that. <laughs> it made me feel like a less abrasive person. Maybe instead of less, you could say it made you more compassionate, more empathetic. More creatively invasive. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and again, I really want to emphasize the fact that this is not a show for the sensitive people. No, 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 no. Okay. Again, I only have tracked through this with Kyle's help in filtering for me because it's it's disturbing for if me in a lot of ways. If you are the last person awake in your home, yeah, you'll watch this with one eye open <laughs> to pretend like you're asleep. So if the other person wakes up, you're like, "No, I, w- I wasn't watching it. You're you're watching it." <laughs> All right. Um, also in the watching category, I have not watched this yet, but I am very much looking forward to this. No. It's an OnlyFans account. No, stop it. Why? All about feet. <laughs> you watched it. Um, okay. The Babysitter's Club. Netflix has created an original series. They did a season one, came out last year. It was a delight, and I loved it so much. Season two just dropped last week. You've said delight twice now. Okay, well, I'll say it again. I look forward to the delight of the second okay. season. It just came out. I feel like Netflix and the showrunner and everyone that was involved in this project has done a remarkable job of taking material that is beloved by a generation of people and translating it into a modern adaptation for the screen that is both at the same time, and this is remarkable, both faithful to the original material and also feels 
so modern that you're not taken out of the moment and thinking back to like, um, well, this isn't how it was in the original series. It takes the themes, the characters, the storylines, and just does a fantastic job of adapting it for the modern audience, both for adults like me, who read and loved the series as young women, and also for the current generation of young people who who want to check it out for the first time. So I cannot okay. wait to watch season two of The Babysitter's Club on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I tell you something else that's a delight? That... You keep saying that word, and in the vein of the Princess Bride, I'm not sure you know what it means. Oh, I know exactly what it means. In fact, I'm going to change the yeah, name of Sorta Awesome to Sorta Delightful. Hang on. I'm an insecure person, and I need affirmation that I just quoted the Princess Bride. Go ahead. Say it. Appreciate me for a moment. I appreciate and venerate you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. We all need some veneration. I feel like that that's possibly a, a 90s rock song that never got written. Or a 90s country song. Now, if you'd go back to the 80s, it would be, we don't need no veneration. <laughs> yes, but in ninety in the 90s, we needed some veneration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. totally did. Okay, well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about <laughs> listens. This is the delight I was going to talk about. You're getting about. good at your corralling language. Okay, so now let's shift gears. <laughs> I do this in regular conversation, and people call me out on it, and it's embarrassing, but I can't stop myself. Um, Listen-wise... Uh, if you are a human who exists in the world and you have any connection to okay. the internet. So you, this does not include you robot listeners. We don't have a CAPTCHA thing to right. robots, filter you out. But we out. do welcome robot listening. <laughs> do we? I do. <laughs> if we don't, we're in trouble because they hacked a, an account of mine, those robots did. Or someone from Taiwan Literally hacked an account of mine on the computer this past week. That's yeah, a different story. But I don't think it was related to Sorta Awesome, if you don't mind my well, saying. Well, they, they didn't fill out a CAPTCHA thing, or uh, we would have caught them. Okay, all right. So robots. Robots be damned. Yes. Uh, Listening-wise, if you are a human who exists in the world and you're connected to the internet at all, then you know that Adele... Yeah. You don't even need to know her last name. She's no. Just Does she Adele. even have a last name? No, she doesn't need one. She's Adele. She could literally do the Prince thing and change her name to a symbol. We'd all know who she is. Exactly. Adele released the first single off of her upcoming uh, to be released album, 30. The name of the single is Easy On Me. Oh, my. Is that it? Oh, my I don't gosh. Know. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Now like, I feel like you, I got to do the elevator music. Do you, do, 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 do you ever? Do, it's do. easy on me. It's easy okay. on me. I knew it was, but then, like, do you ever say something and right when you say it, you're like, oh, wait. Never. I'm always convicted in my correctness. <laughs> but what if you're wrong? <laughs> it's only happened, like, twice. And one of those times, as Ron Swanson would point out, is when I questioned myself. <laughs> so I cannot identify with your angst in this moment. Okay, Adele dropped a new single. It's called Easy On Me. It is amazing, beautiful. It is it is both classic, quintessential Adele, but also grown up. She's 30, after yeah, all. She's 30. I've not even listened to it, and I like it. it you, that's right. That's not true. I've I, listened to it, and I do like it. And I did show you a TikTok that was funny about yes. it. Yes. There's a lot of TikToks about it, okay? That's, TikTok is uh, it's a good thing for exhausting in, something. In fact... Last night, AJ and I went for a little drive. AJ loves to ask one of us to take her on a drive. And mainly you and in my Jeep. <laughs> Both of those, yes. Are she true. wants me for the Jeep and mom for the <laughs> abusive conversation. For the drive and talk. Yeah. No, abusive. I don't abuse AJ no, no, with my no. conversation, she just to wants, clarify. <laughs> she wants to abuse you. It's like, you shut up, I'm talking. Well, she's the second born. She's got to corral yes, her parents yes. individually to it's get our veneration. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha moment. Yeah, send the veneration. Because, hey, yes, we do need some veneration. That's right. Um, we were AJ loves Adele. And so I've been kind of pestering her to say, have you listened to the new single? Have you listened to Easy on Me? And she's like, no, Mom, I haven't listened to it yet, but I've seen enough TikToks to get right. the gist of right. it. <laughs> That's that's amazing, isn't it? That here's a social media thing that gives more exposure than the actual participation. Right, exactly. It is wonderful. I the the album drops next month. I cannot wait. It's been incredible to watch her journey from a nineteen year old. Our daughter or Adele? Adele. Okay. Adele, um, as she is 30. Now, this album, largely inspired by her divorce, she had been married, she has a child with this person. So um, 
I was reading some interviews because I love to do a deep dive on things that I'm interested in. I was Mm -hmm. reading some of her interviews around this album, and she's kind of taken the perspective that many of the songs on 30, this new album, are her kind of trying to explain to herself and to her son, like how the hows and whys in heartbreak of your divorce. dad's a d-bag no that's that's the thing like in the past she was all you know like very much like burn it down just like all of the angsty she can wail like somebody burning it down exactly all the angsty ex and breakup songs but now it's a more mature um perspective well, on it because this is a person who's listen, still in her life because they co-parent together that's and why i would say it is your dad's a d-bag because that's more mature than saying douchebag okay it's a it's a big step i don't think that it is that's the theme of the okay, album but well, i guess we'll find out next fine. month when i the choose album to view it that way that is those that's those are my rose-colored glasses if you will mm-hmm. or decolored glasses i don't know oh gosh let's change the subject again you keep doing that that was a listen now traditionally we do reads and i forgot because i was so excited to talk about adele (laughs) i forgot how to read (laughs) i was so excited to talk about adele that i forgot to mention reads we've continued to lightly dabble in and we need to push forward into more of uh father richard we'll do that as soon as we're done recording I got an updated version of the um, oh yeah the the showings of Julian of Norwich yeah who Father Richard Rohr is a huge fan of as he should be yes they literally mirror the same theology yes. I cannot wait to dig into that it is probably one of the most um, impactful texts that I've read yeah as an adult honestly and so to be able to have this modern um, how can I say this? Like, I don't know what the word is. Veneration? No, 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 no. Okay. I just was checking. <laughs> it's a modernized translation, and that bothered a lot of Julian scholars. Yeah. Can I can I rail a little bit on Please this? Please do. Okay. Now, this is coming from the perspective of someone who was raised absolutely in the in the throws of the most conservative versions of Protestantism that there is. And if you're familiar with any of that and the Bible alone and all these things, then it comes to a very literal reading. And the problem, if you really care to delve into it over time, is that, hey, hey, fella, hey, lady, the Bible wasn't written in English. Right. And as you begin to go backwards through multiple language transitions and, yes. and recognize that many things are are a bit of a victim mm-hmm. to whoever it happened to be that was translating because they're going to inflect upon it their own understanding rather than yes you know purely what the words meant purely what the hermeneutics of the whole situation were all of that well yeah you you kind of have to stop getting hung up on, well, they use the article adjective this instead of that and stuff and realize, no, we're, we're like multiple translations through things. And so I've, I say this because I historically would have been a person that would have been like, no, this translation of Julian, because originally was it Polish? No, it was, it was in English, but it was like, are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. Julian of Norwich, she's from England. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean anything yeah it literally does she could have tells been you where she was speaking from. in chutney or whatever the chutney is something to eat. she could have been speaking in terms of things she eats i don't know um it's it's middle english is the thing well that's what i said no nope, you, said, you said polish listen, you said chutney and i said okay. i don't know what i'm saying all i'm saying is things things change words we would use today yes different meanings over the course of different times. And so I, anyway, I'm, I'm a lot more open to seeing a looser translation. If nothing else, that person likely whoever was translating it in the more common vernacular might be less driven by their own message that they're trying to put out. Right. And so I'm, I'm not saying I like, no, this is, this new thing is the only answer. I'm saying, yeah, explore all the things and find right. the common thread of language through it. And that. Exactly. And I think that's the important takeaway is when you're talking about a text that is archaic in any sense yeah, of the word. You gotta venerate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, you do. Um, when you're talking about something that's archaic, then you it it behooves you, if I may, what? to may. to look at and read through and experience different translations of it. Because if you kind of like take the sum of all of them, mm-hmm. you have a better chance of walking away with a better understanding. Of the original text, and then, you know, like it's sort of um, how it has spoken to and been applied by different scholars of the text is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Okay. Um, Reading-wise, also, I'm still reading Practical Magic. I'm listening on audio. It's it's fantastic. What, you feel like you were going to say something else about Julian? No. And I cut you off. I wanted wanted to celebrate you. Oh, okay. You use the word behooves, and yeah. that's a great word, and I appreciate any time somebody uses a great word. Yeah. It deserves some venerating yep. behavior. Good. All right. Um, it's a good word. I'm glad you used it. Thank you for being intelligent. It's one of the things that makes you irresistible to me. Oh, well. Do we need to pause the this video? This got racy all of a sudden. When you say venerating, all I can think of is the side chapel in our church that has the reliquaries in it. Nobody goes there. I have, I personally have prayed in that reliquary. Well, and when you did, you were the only one there. Yes, I'm the only person that ever seen go over there to pray. There's no venerating in here. (laughs) It's not against the rules. Nobody does it. And I and that's a shame. It There's is a shame. Relics of Saint Francis of Assisi, Saint Clair of Assisi, yeah. Blessed um, Stanley Rother, Blessed Stanley Rother, Saint Maria Goretti. Yeah. I mean, these are powerful yeah. prayer else, intercessors. When else in the course of your week might you venerate? I mean, honestly, I will probably have to make a trip to the side chapel soon. I'm not watching the children, so you figure that out. <laughs> I'll take not, them with me. I'm not responsible. Damn it, man. Don't you know? Um, Okay, so those were watches, reads, listens. Do you have any that you would like to add to the mix before I get into the goodness of the awesomes? Not that that I can readily call upon. I've heard a few things through the week that I thought, ooh, I need to take a note of that. And then because I am irresponsible, I did not take the note of it. Okay, well, we do. I took some notes, and we do have some things we'll talk yeah. about here in a minute. Yeah. But some of those were things I said, hey, write this down, because I would not remember it. Yeah, it's true. I have a running document in my phone of things that you say, yes. Meg, write this down. Because I treat you like my personal assistant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, I pay for it dearly every night, and I will not explain what that means. Okay. Um, I'm going to go through some of the awesomes. Awesomes of the week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now this is a grab bag. Sometimes I'm I'm highly organized and I weave in the recommendations <clears throat> of the awesomes. But this time it's just it's a mix of things that stood out to me from the awesome of the week thread. Have you ever bought a grab bag? No. Well, I, I don't, don't feel like you can use that term in, unless you've purchased a grab bag. Why? Uh, because grab bag is just a part of vocabulary well it could be a lot of things we won't go it's part there of the vernacular it could be a lot of things um crab bags are interesting have you ever bought a crab bag i have okay they're they always advertise it they being the people that sell them mm-hmm. for whatever the point of interest is they always advertise it like hey let's let's go to let's go to geological grab bags what? It's is a that thing. a thing? Well, you go to different like shops online and the, maybe they sell crystals or rocks or things. And oh, there's a grab okay. bag and there's sure. always like, hey, yeah, one of these bags has legitimate, it has gold in it. Yeah. And you get all fired up thinking, no, that's, this is my time. Mm-hmm. It's my time to be the lucky yeah. one. And you buy it and you get a, a bag full of. Sea monkeys. Well, yeah. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> And all they do is hump, and it's creepy. It's creepy. Nobody wants to see that. You never get the gold. Never. So I don't feel like what you have is a grab bag, because there is gold here. Oh, thank you. And also, as you may or may not know, gold is sort of like the... the um, well, it's one of the two colors of... Symbol. Sort of awesome. Sort of awesome. Yeah. 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 So. The other being navy, which is a, a thing where semen are found. I don't know. Okay. You were going to edit that out, aren't you? I am. I literally am. (laughs) 
You don't have to. Don't look at the time code. You'll you'll never know. You know I'm going to edit something when I look at the time, don't you? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> just just leave it be. It's okay. All right. All right. If all anybody's right. listening this far in, they're a true fan and they're non-judgmental. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go through and just hit some highlights. Okay. So buckle up. Grab the bag. Buckle up, bro. Um, awesome Megan would like to recommend the romantic comedy book, The Love Hypothesis. She said it is. She gives she gives you your tropes that you're going to experience okay. in, in her description. So it's a fake relationship, rom-com book, open door. We've talked about open door yeah. is where you experience the explicitness of. Right on. The intimacy scenes and closed door being where it's just sort of like. Fade to black. Okay, um, she said it's that that the open door part is mostly contained to one chapter. You can easily skim it if you're not an open door romance reader. She said it's a pretty typical romance, but the female lead is a scientist, which is so great to see. Uh, we don't get much of that in romance books. It was sweet, but and- you do in sci-fi. Oh, and yeah, there's definitely. plenty of romance in sci-fi. Is there? Yes. It gets a little freaky, but it's there. Okay. Uh, Cross-species mm, romance and those types of things. It's the best kind. Okay. Um, she said it was sweet and laugh out loud funny and that she highly recommends it. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Awesome Ellen said that she is loving the Netflix Baking plus engineering show, Baking oh, Impossible. That sounds interesting. Yeah. She said her whole family loves it. So there's that. Our friend Angela, awesome Angela, she always comes through with something to recommend. Yep. I like that in the Awesome Today Facebook group, was, which is restricted to the coolest of the cool, mm-hmm. that it's she... It's the elite awesome. It really, well, elite, it's like... Um, Awesome uncensored. Oh, that's for sure. She brings out she well, yeah. (laughs) She brings out some things that that I tend to interpret that she might not be comfortable sharing elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in that intimate and non-judgmental environment, she shows the things and it's like, oh wow, that thing. Okay. Well, this is this is much less along those lines. This is more like um, available to the public kind of situation. I think you're gonna like it. She said, Little Debbie. Mm. How much do you love Little Debbie? Well. A lot. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's a torrid relationship. It's a true guilty pleasure for you. It's definitely a (laughs) PG-15. Can you guys hear our dog snoring? It's it's pretty aggressive. It's so aggressive. And I'm like, "Uh, how much is the mic picking up? Okay. Awesome Angela said, Little Debbie is making my wildest dreams come true and has created Christmas tree cake ice cream. Oh my! It's coming out in November. Do they? Do they? I gotta know. Do they like break up the Christmas trees into think, the ice cream? I, I can only imagine that's what's happening. Holy moly! Look at it. Well, those that looks like the Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I coming may, in November. I may need a triple bypass to yeah. do all the things I want to do. All right. Awesome. Adrian, I always like to point out when members of our community publish their own books because okay. that's amazing. It is amazing. I personally recently uh, made a, an attempt at writing, just wrote a chapter of a book and it exhausted me. So when people write a whole yeah. book, I'm like, you are worthy of veneration. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So the awesome. venerable... Yeah. Adrian. Adrian. She released um, her memoir on Amazon this week. It's called When God Proves Faithful, and she said it's an adoption memoir. So I will link in the show cool. notes for that. Now, this one is one that... PG-18? I doubt it. I okay. think it's probably family-friendly, but we'll see. So like 11, PG-11? PG-11 sounds right. Okay. I like this new PG scale that I've just created. Yeah. Um, I, it's about time someone expanded. Like I think we've been so. stuck with just PG, PG thirteen, and yeah, R for so long. Come on, it leaves so much room. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Angie mentioned something that our daughter Daisy is also thrilled about. You could say delighted, but apparently I've well, overused that one already. You've beaten that like a dead mule. Okay, so who beats dead mules? By the way, I don't want to. That's know. a horrible practice. Yes. Don't do that. Um, Awesome Angie said that Nintendo just had a live stream announcing the new features in the upcoming free Animal Crossing update, and it is huge. We are huge Animal Crossings fans. Well, Daisy is. 
So is AJ. And AJ, In yes. fact, they, I don't oh, know gosh. that I've seen a more vicious argument yeah. than between the two as to whether or not to restart a world. In the meantime, Daisy had been finding a way to go into the settings to alter time, to gather treasures as though time had gone by. It's a whole thing. It's a cheat. It's last, beyond a hack. Last year, at the peak, at the peak of 2020 pandemic angst, Mm-hmm. Our daughters were like daily fighting over Animal Crossing yes. with real tears and everything. Yeah, no, it wasn't gentle. It wasn't like siblings. No, no. No, it was it was vile. Yeah, but in the meantime, something much more awesome is that Animal Crossing has this new update. She said there's so much new stuff and also upcoming paid DLC. I had to ask Daisy, yes, what's DLC? downloadable content. That's exactly what it is. I did not know. That yeah. looks really fun. Angie said, Animal Crossing has been a daily escape for me during the pandemic, and the new content will be so fun and fresh. Perfect. Yeah. I don't even like the game, but I'm eager to see this. Because I do, I do, and this this isn't a brag, not even a humble brag. Okay. Um, Wow, there was a dog snore. Wow. If you didn't hear that, yes. well, I don't know. Um, no, I, I, I don't care for that game. But I do on occasion go sit in the room where the gaming stuff is with yeah. the daughter while she plays it and ask her, as much pain as it brings me, ask whichever daughter, hey, explain to me what's going on mm. in the game. Yeah. Just to try to be involved in their lives. It hurts, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm glad that you do. And you have a lot better conversations with all of our kids about all of the gaming, because not only the girls, they've got their games, the boys yes. are super into Roblox, and they've got their things. And AJ is just... the only child I've so far been able to really sway, and I've gotten her to play in some zong- zombie, apocalypse, bleh, zombie apocalypse games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a win, because when it happens, she'll be prepared. <laughs> just the two of you. Yeah, well, yeah. The rest I of mean, us are we'll, on our own. <laughs> we'll either save the rest of you or sacrifice you early for our <laughs> own survival. Yeah. All right. That seems fair. All right. Um, awesome. Rachel wants us to know if you head to Trader Joe's, which I've been known to do occasionally. Their white truffle potato chips My word. are very awesome. She said, at long last, I found a salty snack of which I am the only consumer in my household. That's, That's a win. the victory. Yes. That is the victory. When you are a parent and you find yeah. a thing that it's like none, none of these none yeah. of these spawn like this. Just just the parents like it, or if you're the only person, even I f- better. I fail on this okay. regularly. How? Uh, everything I like, evidently everyone else does as well. Mm-hmm. And so just yesterday, or the day before, one of the two, within the last 48 hours, I purchased a gigantic... Like industrial size bag of delicious corn chips, tortilla chips. Tortilla chips, yes. To eat, it's made from corn, to eat with other things that we'd made. And we had our dinner, everyone seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> I came down later for more. Not only was there no bag with crumbs in it, there was just no, there was no chip remnant. There was they no. Were still gone. I guarantee a. a, a What's, what's it called? What's the police forensic unit? A forensic unit could not have come into our house and found traces of tortilla chip residue anywhere. It's true. It's true. Even with a black light. Yeah, they were gone. I don't want to know what they would have found because we do have twins. Oh, we've got a lot of Speaking people of, here. this isn't awesome. Oh, great. I went into the restroom this morning. Oh, no. Oftentimes, our boys will sleep downstairs. They like to sleep on the couches. It makes them feel big time. Yeah. Um, And that means they use the downstairs bathroom, I I guess, quite often. Because when I came in, it wasn't just like there was some pee on the toilet rim. You ever seen like an oil sheen on top of water? Yeah. It was like that amount of pee on the rim. I was grossed out. And I'm a... I'm a violator of the the rim peeing. Yeah, I do that. I'm I'm I stand from a distance. I'm sharpshooting. Yeah. Sometimes you miss, but it was like I'm not sure they got any pee in the toilet. <laughs> Great. The rim was truly a science project. Oh dear. So there's that. Okay. I know you're happy, and all listeners now have tuned out. Yeah, I've tuned out because I'm thinking now we got to clean that bathroom again. I did. You did. I did this morning. Thank you. I. Needed a hot shower to yeah. get, get the bad stuff off. Get the bad stuff out of here. Yeah. Um, awesome Tiffany is recovering from a surgery that she had. And so she's been watching a lot of TV. She had several recommendations to make. Notably, I wanted to share this with you. 
There are three seasons of a show on Netflix called Formula One Drive to Survive. Okay. She said it's a gripping documentary show about Formula One racing. Now, pause to say, what exactly is Formula One racing? It's a specific type of race car. So it is car racing, but Mm -hmm. it's only certain kinds of cars can drive in a Formula One race. Yes, it is a Formula One car. It is a very specific, if you saw it, you would recognize it. You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Okay, okay. So Tiffany said that season one starts with the 2018 season. She said, if you aren't into Formula One, you might be interested just in the personalities and drama behind the scenes. It's funny and dramatic and crazy and wow. If you are into Formula One, then it's even better because you get to know the racers. Because you know the formula. Well, you know the formula. It's it's one. one. There we go. (laughs) She said it is fascinating. And then, awesomes, pay attention because This is an important caveat from Tiffany. She said, here's how fascinating it is. We started binging Ted Lasso, like everyone's favorite show on the planet right now. She said, love deeply everything about it, went to watch the show forever. But they started watching this um, Formula One Drive to Survive. She said, we have completely stopped watching Ted Lasso because we literally cannot not watch Drive to Survive. We have been staying up an extra 40 minutes to watch each extra episode nightly for the whole week. That's when you know it's good. And she made um, a a comment that I don't get, but if you're a Formula One fan, maybe you will. She said, we're burning up the track on this show like Lewis Hamilton around Cop's Corner. Cope's Corner. I don't know what that is. It's a thing. Okay. Look it up. Yeah. So, if you're into Formula One, or if you just enjoy documentaries that really draw out the personality, the drama, the specifics of a thing, this is how I feel about Project Runway. Okay. 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 If I may finish my I'm trying to let you. Okay. Hurry up. I'm holding it in. I am neither a fashion designer, nor am I a seamstress, nor do I buy, like, um, uh, couture fashion. Could you beat Tim Gunn in a boxing match? I wouldn't want to. I think I you would, could. I would never touch his I think beautiful, you could. perfect skin. Based on the physical abuse that you have extolled on me. Yeah. Venerable, in fact. I think you could. I love Tim Gunn so much. He's a treasure. Um, anyway, though I've never really... I've, I didn't say delight. I said treasure. Yes. See, I mix up my vocabulary. <laughs> Thank you. Good. <laughs> Excellent. So happy for you. Um, though I've never sewn a piece of clothing for myself or anyone in my whole entire life, I love Project Runway, especially the early seasons. So same thing, I think, with this Formula One uh, Drive <gasps> to Survive document docu-series is that you don't necessarily have to be a fan of the sport of Formula right. One racing. Right. It's just interesting to see people doing the things they love. That, that is it. Okay. And I, I, so to expound on that a little bit. Please do. Feel free to edit this out if you wish. You, you do a lot of that. <laughs> um, I know. I watch it happen. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. I see the ugly look on your face as you're editing. And I know, well, there goes that thing I said. <laughs> <laughs> and you're laughing because it's true. No. Now, so within, within car racing, which feels like a just, oh, it's car racing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not a big aficionado in all this. But I, I do know that there, this is a, a multifaceted thing everything dependent very specifically upon the type of vehicle used. Yes. So NASCAR is, I believe, and I hope I'm not misquoting here, um, I believe that's what's referenced as stock car racing. Okay. They take a stock car and do some things to it that's very not stock any longer, but it's very, even if that's wrong, what is true is it's very different than a Formula One car. Right. Very different than a top fuel dragster. Very different than an off-road thing. They're all racing, but they are all their own subculture within racing. Okay. And so part of the fascination of a, a well-made show yes. would be, one, your exposure to the the finite intricacies of that specific thing within it. For sure. But then also, yes, and absolutely, to enjoy the individual's storyline throughout. Yes, there. yes, it's all about the human experience. Yeah. yeah, I have a I have a dear friend, and I I feel like a a bee hole. <laughs> what the heck? You're a douchebag <laughs> on here. Now you're saying bee hole. I think it's valuable to mix it up a little bit all in right. language. Okay. I have a, a dear friend. I'm a bee hole because we haven't talked in a long time. He is a he's an exquisite mechanic. Okay. He is he is. A savant of mechanics. He's he's very good at this, and 
in his free time away from his actual job of mechanicking huge, huge diesel engines, he and family members work on one for his son. He does a little, some race car stuff, uh, sprint cars, different kind of racing. Yes. And then for this relative, they build, he, he does the mechanic work or has helped with mechanic work of engine stuff for speedboats. Yeah. And has shared details of that very unique to that world. And because I know him and I know at least lightly, I know his, his relatives that he's referencing. It's a fascinating exposure to that life. I have a furrowed brow right now because I have literally no idea who you're talking about. And I, I will share his first name. His name's Shane. Oh, okay. You know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's fine. I yeah. didn't realize that was his whole gig. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He's, so, he's like a ninja of the mechanical engine building tool world. Got it. Got it. Belt full of tools and things. And all the things. Yeah. yeah he's I'm making, a great guy. I know we don't have video, but I'm making a lot of mm-hmm. karate and kung fu type movements. Jujitsu, perhaps. All the martial maybe arts. Maybe even some judo. Okay. Wow. I, I, only saw two movements, but yes. Well, I I flowed through multiple movements. <laughs> some of them less easy to see than others. Okay. Um, so we do have some notes from our own lives. We have lives. And lifestyles. Uh, both, yes. Um, Even though that's two words. You... Life... <laughs> Style. literally not, but that's fine. Uh, you and AJ... Stop not venerating me. Okay, you and AJ... This week, you mm. you returned to a part of your life that's been a part of your life since your literal yes. youth. Yeah. And, yeah. and brought... It our, involves evading the police. No, it does not. But it, you did bring our 14-year-old daughter into it. And this was actually of her own right. idea and volition. No. Yeah, I didn't bring her into it. She drug me back into she it. Did. Just when I thought I was out, she yeah. dragged she me back into it. She dragged you into it yeah. with her insistence and desire and you were like all right let's do this yeah. yep do you want to take the s is I, about I, to get real i'm trying notice to... how i'm using now initials <laughs> for curse words that. That's I, good. it's a new move for me yeah i'm not sure i'll stick with it okay but... i'm handing this off to you i don't know if you noticed <sighs> okay okay i've got both hands out in a cupping motion yes it looks a little bit perverse but i don't know i'm not judging myself so don't judge me please tell us what you've been up to here's what's happening and I guess trigger warning. Why? Because of what I'm about to say. Our daughter is 14. Yeah. She is desperately judgmental of her physique. Mm-hmm. To the point, man, my my heart hurts. Yeah. And I also look and see characteristics of her physique, which she inherited from me, which makes me feel guilty. Hmm. Yeah. I know. I know it's, what my own unattractiveness is, and I hate that she has to bear that. It's just genetics. We it's all genetics. got genetics. It's the curse of the damn dad. No, it's literally all of us have yeah, things that are just but part of our genetics. It's a thing. Okay. And she really right. struggles with that. She feels ugly a lot, and she's not. She's a beautiful girl. Yep. Amazing so, in many ways. Truly, truly. Well, she approached me and said, Dad... I want to lift weights. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody that's unfamiliar, I have a background in all of this. Mm-hmm. I was a briefly not successful but competitive weightlifter. I coached collegiate athletics very successfully and yes. spent a lot of time in weight rooms. I know a lot about this world. I've I've done it and I've coached it and I know how to do it. And this was her grab at I got to find a way to love myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you bet I. I would die on that altar for her to help her yes. find a thing to love herself a little bit. Yes. And so, yeah, we got out in the weight room and it didn't, hey, we're not grabbing the fitness for life, five pound dumbbells and doing all the stuff that you'd be taught to do somewhere. Mm-hmm. We are doing true weightlifting. Yep. Bench Heavy press, weight. overhead press, squat, deadlift, the real shit. If well, you will. I know, but this is this requires the full word. Okay. Don't edit that out. It's real. It's not a joke. Lift heavy things. Yes. That makes a difference. Yeah. And again, because of the curse of my body type that is cast upon her 
This is also a place then that she stands to excel. Yes. And she has. Oh, I've been, I've both been blown away, but then also not surprised at all because that child has been strong since the day she was born. She is geometrically built right for it. Yes. Three workouts in, she deadlifted over 135 pounds. Mm -hmm. That's significant. And Mm -hmm. she's 14. Yep. Um, it has been a place, even again, just in three short workouts. And I take I take only a small amount of credit for this because I am capable of teaching her how to do things out there in that dungeon of a weight room that we have. Yeah. Um, but wow, just even in in this week's time that it took to get there, the confidence, the mm, yes, seeing those things emerge in her, I I feel like I'm overcoming some of the ways that I failed her. Aww. You haven't failed her. I, genetically speaking. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's exciting. She's loving it. Um, I've, I'm have i a mess because I'm lifting with her, and <laughs> my muscles are stronger than my back, evidently, and that's a problem. That's why I've to, got the TENS unit. I was going to ask, what's the connection between this and the TENS yeah. unit you are currently wearing? Totally worth it. It is worth it. It is. Hey, also, can I just say that this week in the Hangout Group, we had a fi- I, I observed and, and weighed in on a very interesting conversation. You even popped in to weigh in. One of our awesomes had a question for the community. And you guys, if you're not in the sort of awesome Hangout Group, I don't know what you're doing with your life. No, you're walking backwards. I mean, I understand that many people have eschewed Facebook completely, and yeah. that's understandable. But you can, you can be like me. Not that in, you should try to do that regularly, but in this instance, I created a fake Facebook names so that people from my past couldn't track me down. Yes. So that I can participate. (laughs) They do still find you. Um, But truly, we have so many great conversations about all kinds of life matters and life issues. One of our awesomes said, hey, you guys, I'm like so annoyed. I'm I'm paraphrasing. I'm so annoyed with how many people we have coming by that are door-to-door either sales or, she didn't say this, but as you know, sometimes it's churchy people. Still sales. Uh, Selling Jesus. Selling Jesus door-to-door. Listen, and I can laugh about this because I cringeworthily have done this more than once in my life. Um, But she's like, hey, is it worth it to, and is it also, is it socially acceptable or is it rude to put a sign on your front door that says no solicitors. Now, you read this, or mm. I read it to you, and then you you had some big feels about it. Very big feels. I want everyone to hear your context, first of all. Okay. And then you share mm. what inspired these big feelings. In 2008, I moved out of coaching, and I moved into the financial services industry. Yeah. And the place that I originally went to work for, their philosophy was, you will go door to door. Literally. Literally door to door in your community and introduce yourself to people and solicit for business. Yep. Wearing a full suit, doesn't matter that it was September, October, August. It was August August when you started. August was when it started. Yes. I sweat through two suits a day. Yeah. Wearing a full suit, white button-down shirt, tie, door-to-door, doing it. Yep. Yeah. And Excuse me for a moment while I weep into my shirt sleeve, because that was a a very hard existence. Yeah, you got a little PTSD about it. Uh, Yeah. And by a little, I mean a lot. And also, just to to really reinforce the time frame, this was 2008. There was a market crash. The market was crumbling around us. It was a crash that's equated to the Great Depression. People were in the offices of their financial advisors literally sobbing. Yes, I experienced that as well. I wasn't the sobber. No. I was the advisor who was. Later. Yes, later. (laughs) I did that at lunch when I went home, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. It was a terrible time. It was a brutal time. But you were trying to start a business in Mm -hmm. financial services. So you were doing the thing that you As a solicitor, because that's what my company insisted upon. Yes, that your company insisted that you do, going door to door. So in your experience going door to door, what were some of the not so... You got some... You did get some clients out of it. Yes, I did. It it quote unquote worked. In a sense. But what were some of the the standout experiences Mm -hmm. as you think back on that time in your life? Wow. So, so some of these, most of these will be mine, but the region I worked in, we had regional sales meetings once a month. So I was also regaled with the stories of other 
advisors who were suffering the same thing yeah. or advisor wannabes. That's what we all were who were suffering the same thing. Yeah. Um, we were in a community. We were in a town that's 16,000, 18,000 people. Mm-hmm. And in our exact community, there was nowhere that it was technically illegal to door-to-door solicit. Right. There are communities where that's true. For sure. And if you happen to live in one of those, then the solution to this whole conundrum is to call the police yeah. and say there's someone soliciting here. Yes. That solves your problem. Yeah. Um, but that's not common. Mm-hmm. Most places are just, yeah, it's a free-for-all. So you're out in small town of Oklahoma. This is not where either of us grew up. But we did both grow up in small towns in Oklahoma. Yeah, but you're, this was a different town. Yes. And so you're just you're just an every every guy. You're just yeah, out there. Except you, I'm wearing a suit like an idiot in 100-plus degree temperatures. That is also true. I don't have the common sense <laughs> to not wear a suit in hot weather. Invest your money with me. <laughs> that was our motto. Okay. Now, you would knock on people's door, and what yep. were some of the responses? Um, most often, most often, it was just a very awkward go-away, please accept we were trained in sales, and we'd have them trapped at the door for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Not They weren't going to do any business, but we didn't. We were convinced that if we kept them there long enough, they would. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. that. That's what I would call normal. Yes experience. Um, and, and you're taught in sales, you're taught all of the phraseology, all of the approaches that would keep them engaged. Certainly, yes. From the perspective that if they can just hear mm-hmm. what I have to offer, surely they'll be interested because it's great. Yeah. Yeah. But then you had, so I, more than once, I had somebody, see, per, <clears throat> excuse me, periodically, somebody would crack the shutters, look, slam the shutters closed, maybe y'all go away, maybe not, but they weren't going to answer the door. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, you know, that left me in an awkward place. Do I keep knocking because I saw him? Do I yell my message through the closed (laughs) door? I don't know what to do. Just trying to feed my family, right? Yes. Um, it, It was not uncommon for somebody to go to all the trouble to answer the door just so that they could just flew curse words onto me and ugly yeah. language and abuse me at the door. It's like, you didn't, you didn't have to answer. Right. Um, but now I heard all that. Yeah. What church do you go to? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I'm telling your pastor. Um, <laughs> there was that whole experience. I've had people literally let their dogs loose on me and not, you know, not small nippy dogs, but no. like German Shepherd, Great Dane, yep. all of that. I did literally jump on top of someone's car once to avoid being eaten by a very large dog. Yeah. You've had people just simply slam the door in your face or right. laugh in your face and then slam the door. Yeah. Like to go to all the trouble to answer, to do, to open the door so that you can slam it. Yes. Or laugh at you and then slam it, whatever. I realize now. And this is kind of where I really trigger all okay. this. Okay, well, let me interrupt you, if I may. Okay. Having had that experience, one might think, since you've done it, you've walked the streets, you've knocked the doors, yeah. you've rung the doorbells, one might think that you would be like, hey, have the decency to answer the door and listen to the sales spiel and just whatever they have to say and just recognize they're just trying to feed their family, like you right, said. Right, right. So one might think that that would be where you would land. However... The bigger blessing, if you're not interested, is don't answer the door. Then I've not wasted my time and you've not wasted yours. Exactly. So that's a thing. Yeah. Even if you just yell through the door, go away. Yeah. Or whatever it is that makes you feel right. I'm, I have COVID. That's a valid thing to <laughs> yell now. Um, I have herpes. There's a lot of things you could yell. I'm a serial killer. I'm trying to fight the temptation. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> It's it's real, and it, it brings some closure to that that momentary relationship. <laughs> I'm so gonna use the serial killer. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. And now, don't be surprised if the salesman yells back. So am I. Can we be friends? And would you be interested in this life insurance policy or whatever it is I'm selling? <laughs> Okay. That aside. Yes. That aside. Um, I do want to point out, because you'd, you'd revealed to me a lot of the conversation in this 
this particular post centered around the idea of a no solicitation sign. Right. I forgot. Yes. That was the main thing. Like, is it rude to put up a no solicitation sign? It's not rude, but it means nothing. Right. In fact, it means the opposite of what you'd hope. Oh, in what way? From a from a salesman's perspective, okay. a no solicitation sign means this person is too weak to say no. Oh, that's me with my Cutco knife. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've tried to chase me off with a sign, but if I'll persist, I will get the sale. So now your no solicitation, solicitation sign means nothing. Okay. It has no, it has no legal bearing either. Right. So it's like, no, nah, that doesn't matter. Okay. So you, you have landed on, hey, this is our front porch. This is our front door yes. to our house. This is our time. This is our space. And it's perfectly acceptable and sometimes actually even kind to either just ignore or just kind of yell through the door like, not interested, right? Right. So here's, here's what I do now because I've been on both sides of the thing. Here's what I do now. Sometimes it's probably could be viewed as a little bit mean, but if I do answer the door, mm-hmm. if I do, which I don't often, yeah. sometimes I'll just walk up and close the shutters and that gets the point across. Yeah. We have, we have side light windows on the front door and right. so just close the shutters and what are they going to do? Right. They, they might yell a thing in desperation, but they're leaving because they know right. there's no conversation to be had. Right. If I do answer the door, I will open it and immediately say, what do you want? And when they start to flub through whatever, I'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides your sales pitch, what, are you, what do you want? Yeah. And they'll, they'll get to the point. And then I can say, no, thanks. And I don't have to wait for a return comment from them, all of that. And it may feel harsh mm-hmm. to them. It may sound harsh. Yeah. But in fact, it is the bigger gift to both of you because it's your house. It is your property. It is your time. Yeah. They're also investing their time trying to do whatever it is they're trying to do, feed their family, whatever it is. And the less time they spend with an unwilling yes. participant, the better for them. They'll find their victim somewhere else. <laughs> or their client. Or their client. And I made clients doing that. Some that I still have today. Yeah. I'm ashamed. No, you're not. A little bit, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have big feelings about all this. Well, okay. Somebody who weighed in on this conversation is Awesome Christy, who is a police officer herself. Mm, perfect, perfect. And she said, always answer your door verbally, but never open it. Now, she offered the caveat, burglars will knock or ring the bell to see if someone is home before breaking in. And if there's no answer, they assume no one's home and go around the back to break in. And so she suggests a firm yelling through the door. Mm-hmm. How can I help you or no thank you from the opposite side of a locked door? It's a sufficient way to send burglars and solicitors on their way and also keep your backyard gates locked. That's valid. That's valid. So they the the training is to prey on your sense of politeness. Right, of course. That you would feel obligated to answer a door, to look at somebody, to say no, to wait for the response. Don't do that. That's mm-hmm. what all the training is geared around. If you're not interested, you're not interested, and just say, no, go away. That's my guidance. All right. Or whatever it's worth. Well, Maybe it, nothing. It, I think it brings a dynamic to the conversation because many of us do feel rude if we don't answer the door, or we feel rude if we have a no solicitor sign. But truly, it is kind of a recentering of recognizing this is my physical space and yeah. this is my time. They and were also, rude. They, well, they invaded your space. They attempted to. And so you can just say, no, thank you, and, and not bear a burden of guilt or impoliteness or anything like that. You can simply say, no, thank you, and then move on. I have poison ivy in the bushes. <laughs> Which we literally we do. We literally do. Not just, on purpose. We just, didn't grow that no. to chase off salespeople. No, but it is an idea. Keep a little pot at the front door. Yeah. yeah. You don't think that's as good of an idea as I do. Well, I mean, you'd have to open the door and push them into it. And I feel like that's a little bit of a violation. Okay. I feel like the police would side with the salesperson. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well, we definitely need to keep that in mind then. Okay. Um, I would like to make one mention before we wrap up. Okay. The most helpful command that you've taught our dogs in the past year and a half mm. that we've had them. And so, our children. It has translated into our children, especially the toddler. It's two simple words. It's one word repeated twice. Yes. And it's go-go. Go-go. You have taught... Our dogs are past the snoring stage. They're right. completely conked out now. That's good, because otherwise they'd be, they'd be trying, trying to get to out run. of their cage to go somewhere. You have taught them, over time, go-go, which Pavlovian. means get out of here. Yeah. If we're sitting on the back deck and they will not leave us alone, you do a little go-go and they run out to the back 
fence. They literally <laughs> they run the whole property line to the back fence, and then they look back and then at they us turn like, is, look is at that us. far enough? <laughs> yes. Or if we're in the house, mm-hmm. and this is even better, again, if they're being invasive or if they're loitering at the front door trying to make an escape. Yes, attacking the brown. Yeah. and you're The just, UPS delivery. Well, yeah. And if you're just trying to bring in your groceries or whatever, and they won't get away from the front door, just a little go-go. Because they'll run off. They're stupid. Especially, yeah. Especially Francie, she's the worst about running away. But she's the first to, when we're in the house, if you say go-go, she runs into the very far recesses of her bed. She throws herself in her bed so hard she hits the back wall and probably dents the drywall. Yeah. I don't know why. It just I felt like I needed to mention it. It's valuable. I've really recognized. I, I think because truly I was trying to carry something in this week and they were in the house. And I did not want to deal with trying to get Transy back in the house. And so just like the simpleness of go-go, yes. it's like and magic. That's the key. The simplicity. Yeah. You're not giving a long string of instructions. No, no. It's just GTFO. Yeah, basically. Go-go. Yeah. Go on. And they do. And they don't know why. Yeah. At this point. They, you, you start out, you say it aggressively. You kind of bark it at them and they go and you wave your arms and spook them a little bit. But then, after they're conditioned, it can be a very gentle just go-go. Yes. And they, they run off the same aggressive way. They're, they're flinching. <laughs> you woke, you woke they're flinching right now in the cage as yeah. we say this. Yeah. Um, no, it's beautiful. And, and the kids have seen it, and now they react to it as well. And they don't, they don't know what they're doing. They just know they have to be away from where they're at. And it's usually in transit to whatever spot they're running to. They get distracted by something yeah. interesting, and they're perfectly happy. It's just usually, not all up in your business. It's usually Nico, and he loves to wander in the kitchen when we're getting dinner ready. And there's a lot of there's hot skillets, there's yeah. grease flying, there's a lot of traffic back and forth to different counters. And so he likes to wander in there, and then just a little go-go. And, and he's sad, but then, like you said, he wanders off, and then he's distracted and yeah. gets on with his the awesome of his life. The sadness is short-lived. Yes, exactly. The safety is lasting. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a good motto. Well, it's possibly t-shirt worthy. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this Monday. All right. Well, go, go. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.